previously on the Simply Human Podcast. Hey, this number you think you have for Jason, uh, his name is not really Jason. Number two, this is his wife. It has been for the next to 10 years. And you can lose this number because I don't think you're woman enough to hang out. You better step on back because... You don't know what you're about to get into, girl. It's episode 129 of the Simply Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy. Now you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is the return of Kate Galliette, our most frequent guest, our most voluminous guest. Is that how you say that? Nope. Not, I say it at all. Not most, I don't know. She's great. And we talk about the stress response is great. Oh, that right. Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Humans slash Rick's Cop Corner with my wife and the Walmart beating story. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and we'll, title it and we'll, wrap, we'll wrap up with our something How are you, Rick? I'm terrific, Mark. How are you? I'm good. Um, it's been raining a lot. Is it raining a lot where you are? Yes. There are floods. It's crazy. I'm only like 200 miles west of you. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah it's not uh, flood, flood, flood lift like yet, but uh, it's been. We've been getting a lot of rain. You know what happens when it rains, Rick? What's that? I can't go mountain biking. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that, and I was like, "He's trying to lead me into mountain biking talk," and I'm not going to do it. Well, I, I just I, not going to participate. The 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 mountain bike trail, even if it dries out today. It, the bridges are all destroyed. There was major flooding. Like it is out for like another another six weeks. I'm so depressed. I did find a place called Reveille Peak Ranch out in Burnett, Texas. Dad Burnett, huh? Dad Burnett, and I was able to ride. I actually got uh, in a little over my head. New course. Wasn't really familiar with it. Not very well marked, and uh, I got uh, kind of lost. Thank you for. We're gonna do some some hockey playoff talk. Too. I guess I guess that's. Uh, I guess you. That. I guess you were entitled. The Benino to, goal. I could break down the Benino well, goal for like fifteen minutes. I was gonna say. I guess you're entitled to about forty five seconds of hockey talk now. <laughs> but we're not gonna do it because uh, we're gonna move on. I would like to say, when Brent Burns lost his stick in the corner, that set that whole thing that set the whole thing in motion. When Brent Burns uh, dropped his stick in the corner, like oh. that's the whole anatomy of the play. Martin's playing too shallow. He does the shoulder check, but doesn't okay. get all the way back on Benino. But I think what got it was Benino didn't one-time it. He gathered the puck and took a second. But you can see Martin Jones immediately slides into the butterfly to head off the one-timer. But Benino gathered it and got some elevation. So that's I – mean, it's, it's, it's a savvy play. Benino's a savvy player. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Uh, paleo effects was that we should call that segment something where Mark talks about something he's interested in and Rick makes farting noises and then Rick talks about something <laughs> he's interested in and Mark makes farting noises. <laughs> um, okay, so paleo effects was this past weekend, um, Memorial Day weekend. Okay. And uh, got to hang out with Jason Saib and his wife Cheryl, we shared a house together and uh, watched mm. a lot of naked dating. Have huh. you seen that on VH1? No. It's the most wheels off, ridiculous. Uh, you know, it's all. Is the premise that people go on dates and they're naked? Yes, like, and they're on like a desert oh. island. Of course, I'd walking out and be like, "Oh man, this is really cold." And they're like, "No, we're <laughs> on a we're on a desert island. It's eighty five degrees and it's humid. Uh, you can't use that excuse." I'm like, "Well, fine, whatever. <laughs> just, go, <laughs> just go running off into the bushes. We're we'll gonna go drill the hole in this coconut." <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, look that up. It's just it's really a fascinating. I'm going to do that. Like, like a psychology experiment. It's like. Like it's on why humans are the worst. Yes, like why, why, why? Like some producer is like, hmm, the Bachelor seems to be doing really well. What? How could we make the Bachelor like even more wheels off? Ah, naked. Like what? <laughs> Who has that idea? It's ridiculous. Of course, we're like sitting there, just like tr- watching a train wreck. You know, you can't look away. Um, anyway. So also, that's not a real show. It, look it up. up. Look it up on VH1. It's called da- either Dating Naked or Naking Naking Dated. Uh, naked mm. Dating. One of those two. It's crazy. Um, so at Paleo FX, I walked around with my bag the first day and gave a Simply Human shirt to Rob Wolf. 
He's never who, heard of us. Well he, well, he once I said that Squatchy had been on our show, he was like, "Oh yeah," and then I could kind of tell. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe, I'm sure he did. Well, I'm he, sure he was like, "Oh yeah." Well, he and Jason are on like a hugging. Uh, How is it that like you are best friends with Jason, and Jason knows all these like you know Rob Wolfs yeah. and Mark Sissons and. Like we don't have that. Like, how was that? I, I guess I just never tried to use like, "Hey, Jason, will you try to help me get a Rob Wolf?" I just, I don't know. I just like was just gonna try. He would do that for us, and like as Sarah did with Kirk Doc Parsley, and uh, how Jenny Labaw has done with some of these. But I just, but yeah. So they like go up and hug, and I gave him a shirt, and he was like, "Thanks." Well, then I we saw Mark Sisson, of course. He hugs. He's wiping his. With the shit. Yeah, well, oh, well, sorry, dang, I swore. I'm sorry. Dang it, it's okay. Um, his butt, his bottom. Yeah. Well, Alon. So, um, we go around. And we meet Mark Sisson, and then like he's like, you know, uh, in the intro, uh, you know, they're talking, and I give him a shirt, and I was like, hey, thank you again for being on our hundredth show. That was really great. Blah blah blah. We had we had a conversation. We sat there and talked for. A few and he minutes. was like, Hold on, you cut out. Hundredth show, huh? Yeah. Oh, it was. Good. Said hundredth show, yeah. huh? It's fantastic experience, best of my life. Yeah, Thank you. No idea what this guy's talking about. Uh, well, listen. The next day, I was wearing my Simply Human shirt, my black shirt with the yellow. Do you have a black shirt with the yellow writing? No. Well, you're supposed to have sent me one, but you never did. I have so one. Thanks for nothing. Well, I have one for you. I only have four extra larges left. One of them is yours. Are you? Are you even an extra large? Uh, it'll shrink up a little bit. The other one's a little bit small. So okay. yeah, an extra large will okay. probably be all right. So the next day I'm walking around the expo with my Simply Human shirt on and this woman comes up to me and says, are you selling the, did you, or she goes, did you buy that here? And I said, oh, well actually, these are my shirts. I make these shirts. This is my thing. <laughs> Mark Rogers, <laughs> pleasure to meet you. <laughs> well, it turns oh, out. like an autograph? <laughs> she was like, no, I just like the design and the shirt is cool. Uh, thanks a lot, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> well, it turns out it was Mark Sisson's wife who saw his shirt and wanted one. So mm. I so I told her to email me. I was like, you know, gave her my email. I was like, email me, I'll send you a shirt. But so that proved that he didn't just immediately go throw it in the garbage can. Like at least she. Oh, that's true. Okay. She saw it at some point. Maybe maybe she saw it as he was using it as a pot holder. Right, or as he was like, you know, at least he waited until he got back to the hotel room to throw it to away. To throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> So another cool thing. I feel like thing, maybe next time you go to Paleo FX, you should bring an a, a, an S ton of shirts and maybe be prepared for that. Yeah, People well, I'm wanting to buy one. Yeah, I'll, so like I had all the shirts that I had left, and like I, all I had for those, I had two larges that I gave away, and then four extra larges. That's all I had. I was like, well, that's great. And that I had, I just don't, I haven't bought any shirts lately. Um, so. Saw Sarah Fergoso, Michelle Lane, both of those uh, ah. people have been on the show. We hung out with them, had dinner with them. Uh, uh, it was greatness to see everybody. Um, and then we're sitting at the expo, and we run into this woman, and she said, hey, I'm a huge fan of your show. I have something for you. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Please be a punch to your nostrils. <laughs> yeah, she just kicked me right in the balls and walked off. <laughs> <laughs> She was like, I like the two-day video story. I will recreate it now. <laughs> Shwack. And she was like, I know you guys always talk about whiskey and you give Rick a hard time about drinking Rich and Rare and a Canadian club. And uh, she said, I own a distillery in, in Houston and I have some American single malt for you. So she went and she got it and we, you know, she had it in her car and she gave it to me. And so I want to mention on this show that Defiant... American Single Malt Whiskey. It's D-E-F-I-A-N-T Whiskey without an E. Without an E. No E. Dot com. And I'll put it in the show notes. It's Jeff and Melissa Stolaz. I believe that's how you say it. Um, Maybe it, you should have found out when blue, you were it's, it's, blue, it's Blue Ridge Distilling. Maybe. She did tell me. I just forgot. Oh, okay. It's a Blue Ridge <laughs> Distilling Company. It's it's They actually age it and everything in... North Carolina. I was asking all these questions about it, and like she was, it's like it was all, I wrote a book about whiskey, so let me ask you 100 questions. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled out my whiskey journal. Meanwhile, I'm like, yeah, I know a lot about whiskey. And I just shove a straw in the bottle. And just start <laughs> <laughs> a straw, one of those like Crazy. straws. I bring a, like a straw, like yes. in a hard case, like a like a, a professional pool like a, a really pool nice pen. In a special case. Yeah, it's it's like you have to like screw it together. Screw it together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got like brass on it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so uh it's really good stuff. And obviously, you know, me mentioning Defiant Whiskey on the show is not promoting 
alcoholism or drunkenness. I'm not telling anyone to go shotgun twelve natty lights. Okay, I'm I'm talking you're about you're not telling them that if you're yeah if you are um if you have read a whiskey book and you enjoy <laughs> the 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 flavor and the process and the history, that's what I enjoy about whiskey. Uh, and uh, and so anyway, go check them out. Defiantwhiskey.com. It's great stuff. I highly well, recommend it. Well, and if it. you are going to, uh, you know, in the human consuming human uh, food and beverage type situation, like if you are someone who enjoys con- to consume some alcohol, the distilled beverage is how uh, is the most human way to yeah. do it. Don't have like a, a rum and coke or anything like right. that or a hundred beers. I have, you know, a distilled beverage is the best way to, to keep that in line with the human way to uh, to consume things. So and, there you go. And my cousin, who's been on the show before and is going to be on again uh, in the future, we, we went to dinner with him. His wife is actually the chair of our board, the World's Okayest Mom Board, which is the womb. Get what it? kind of chair is it? Is Get it like it? a throne? W- is it like the, like the Iron Throne? <laughs> no, not at all. Oh, you don't know what that looks like because you've never actually seen the show. Oh, I've, I've, I've I, seen I, it. I, I read the books. No. I read the books. No, I've <laughs> seen it. I've seen it, Rick. In my imagination. Oh, I'm sure it looks like it's supposed to look. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? Um, it was like that one interview we did with somebody. They, the they shotgun. Going off <laughs> the and we're like, what is that? Oh, yeah, we never explained that. The shotgun noise. I don't remember what interview we were doing, it was Evan, inadvertently. It was Evan Brand, and I was queuing up a shotgun noise for like for a, this, a segment we were doing later, and I, it accidentally kept like hitting play, and it kept going off, and I don't think he ever even noticed. You could just hear it on the Skypline. It's just like loud noise. Like, what is that? And it... Like I inadvertently kept interrupting you because I didn't know you had a question, and so I would keep talking with Evan, and you would just play the shotgun <laughs> drop. <laughs> yeah, sorry, um, that was crazy. So um, I think that was all we're gonna get to. Humans being human is great. Did you win? Did we win the? Uh, oh yeah, podcast of the year award. So, did you have to rip your pants off on stage. No, and we didn't. I was around in your speedo. So. Um, you will be proud of me for this. So they had this like paleo comedian up there, like making paleo jokes. Oh, hang on, hang on, a paleo comedian, yeah, huh? Yeah, he, he hey, it was, <laughs> was a, he funny. It was a tough. He had some good material. It was a tough crowd. It was a, like a the crowd was like all spread out. The it was the end of the day, so people were like tired and hungry, and like it, it, it was a tough crowd. I will say. So that. it's like me uh, winning Mister Comedian at Iron Springs Christian <laughs> Camp. Uh, yes. eight years in a row. Huh? Yeah, yeah, kind of one of those deals. My greatest life accomplishment. Yeah. <laughs> so he's. It, it was like total cluster. They didn't have like any of the awards ready. They didn't know like they were like, all right, it's now time. We're gonna do this, and it like they weren't ready, and like it was just a total you know s show. There's that noise again. Um, <laughs> and so at one point he was like, all right, we don't have the drawing no we didn't do the drawings okay somebody yell out a number and, and i went 69 like super loud and he looks at me he's like okay yeah i guess we'll do that one yeah 69 and like and they like picked the, the guy the registrant who was number 69 and so of course jason and sarah and everyone are like kind of like hiding their faces you know <laughs> like um so yeah so jason won alt shift ebook of the year which is ah, which is like a big a, for book. alt shift which is big and then, uh, yeah. So I voted for that. We got best nominated for best blog, and of course, Mark's, Mark's, Mark's Daily Apple won, of, of course. course. And then Balanced Bite podcast won, and that's I think that's Diane Sanfilippo. She's humongously huge in the industry. Well, she's so, like eleven feet tall. Is that what you mean? Or? Yeah, she was like, yeah, she's like the Kim Mutombo of women. <laughs> uh, and so yeah, so it was an honor to even be nominated, and I'm so so thrilled that Paleo Magazine would even nominate us. I got to meet some of the people at Paleo Magazine, so that was really cool. So we got not first in all those. I started to sna- say, oh, hey, how badly did we come in dead last? Yeah, no, we did didn't we get a vote. <laughs> I didn't say dead last, but you know, I don't know. I think we did get some votes because I directly emailed some people. I voted and you voted. Yeah, and your mom voted. Yeah, yeah. Um, I started Snapchatting, and I and I really enjoy it. Have you? Are you Snapchatting? No, I'm 36 years old. Oh, it's, Snapchat. It's pretty fun. All the big companies are doing it. Everyone has. Arnold Schwarzenegger has a Snapchat. It's oh it's, well. In that case, let me sign right up. You should follow me on Snapchat. I'm at simplyhuman52, just like everything else. So we're gonna add that to the bragging montage and the show notes. Um, so follow me on Snapchat. So let's get to the interview with Kate. Hang on, very quickly. Okay. Why don't I just text you a picture? Or like uh, for mass broadcast, why don't you just tweet a picture? Because you can't uh, make funny little things so easily. 
I thought the deal with Snapchat is they disappear after 10 seconds. That There's that, and there's... Okay, so you, but, uh, really you, what you're on Snapchat for is to send pictures of your drink. Wrong. <laughs> it's really the only no, thing. No. Dude, I guarantee if I downloaded Snapchat on my phone, my wife would be like, are you sending pictures of your wiener to like, <laughs> random people? Is that why you have Snapchat? No. Like, no, no, it's really funny. <laughs> no, so you can, you can add pictures and, and, and videos to your story, and your story stays up for a day. So if somebody could just go on to the, the Simple Human Snapchat and just see what I've been up to for the last day. Man, it's getting too complicated for I me. Know, I feel like an unfrozen caveman lawyer. But if Jason wasn't, like his marketing person was telling him, like, you need to learn how to do this. What's if, your marketing person telling you? Uh, he's telling me do it because it's my brain. It's, you? it's my own brain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He's telling me, uh, oh, look at that. That plant looks like a wiener. <laughs> That's what my the marketing... plant looks like a wiener? What yeah. plant is that? That's an eggplant. That's what my marketing oh, person okay. is telling me. Uh, i accept that. You just Snapchat pictures of eggplants all day long. That's it. Yeah, that's my... That's my marketing guy. It's that part of my brain who thinks all that stuff is funny. Um, so yeah, if, if I wasn't with Jason's marketing person, Heidi, who's great, who has an awesome boxer named Clark, uh, me and Clark became good buddies. Uh, peanut butter. Um, and so... Uh, <laughs> Idiot. So, Snapchat fat. <laughs> uh, so okay, so let's get to the interview with Kate. Go to the website, simplymlifestyle.com. Follow me on Instagram, Periscope, Twitter, Snapchat, Grinder, Bender. <laughs> That's human. Fifty-two. You can follow Rick on Periscope at r bentley b e n t l e y three zero three two. You can do that, but I'll never do it again. Probably. His uh, Rick's HBO access code is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just gave that to Mark. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, and uh, yeah, so we talked to Kate about a lot of stuff, and some of those things involve stress, snakes, stress and movement, youth sports, first responders. And failing up. Here's Kate. Find it hard. All right, hang on, guys. Uh, you can start your recording. I'll just mute my end and pop in a second when I'm done. Oh, I'm recording. I'm recording. Oh. Yeah, I'll know. <laughs> Great. Thanks a lot. <laughs> gotta add, gotta bleep Rick out right out of the gate. Um, joining us on the Civil Human Podcast, along with Cusser Rick. I've had to bleep a lot for the last few shows. Um, we won't have to bleep any today because we have the innocent and holy Kate Galliette on the show. How are you, Kate? Hello, hello. I'm good, and I appreciate that you don't think I'm a wild and crazy Lolita who swears and cusses all over the place. Well, like I know some that you, I know that, I know that you do that in real life, but at least you. <laughs> You have the decency of cleaning it up when you're on a family show like ours. Well, I care. Sometimes I, care I don't have. Sometimes I don't have the ability to clean it up. Uh, sometimes well, I uh, see, try as hard as I can, and it just pops right out. This was I saying. care about your audience like a lot, and you know, I don't know. Maybe you, I don't know. Maybe you don't. I don't know. I'm not going to say that, but like, I right. mean, maybe I'll say that. I don't uh, know. Uh, but uh, I, hey, listen, my, the, the audience knows I am who I am. They periscoped <laughs> with me a long time, and <laughs> it was just a. It was like listening to a drunken sailor. <laughs> That is funny. Um, and I love when people do that. They're like, you know what would be a really rude thing to say? And then they say it, and they're like, but I'm not going to say that. Hmm. <laughs> like, they're... I don't called? think they get how it works. Is that called passive aggressive? Is that what pa- is that passive aggressive? Is that what uh, that no, 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 no. Passive aggressive is more like you're angry with me, Mark. Okay. And instead Which of I like am. coming and pulling a rude Ned Odor and punching me in the face, mm. you're like, I'm going to get him, and you like guys, slash my guys, tires. Yeah. Guys, this is stressing me out, and we don't want to be stressed. What an amazing segue, Kate. Why don't you pay me more to be on this show? Seriously. Don't pay me anything. We don't pay her anything. <laughs> I think I, did I send you a shirt? Have I sent you a shirt? You gave me a shirt, yes. Okay. I have a shirt. She has it's a wonderful. shirt. There you go. Well, that's your only uh, income from, uh, from this. <laughs> I will send you a, a tax receipt at the end of the year. Um, <laughs> Okay, so what we're going to talk about with Kate today, and it's something that we talk about stress a lot. Enjoy life is one of the four pillars of the Simply Human lifestyle. But what we, uh, I don't know if we've ever just like really s- just stopped and defined, talked about the stress response, the flight or, fight or flight response, and then what it can do specifically to your body. So I, we talked about this off air. What we're going to do, oh wait, Rick, do we know Kate's, yes. do we know Kate's birthday? Don't say it, oh, Kate. Oh, I don't think we do. We have had Kate on. We started a new thing where we we guess uh, birthdays. 
Oh. I don't think. And I actually, on the second one that we guessed that we did this on, I nailed it like right on the top. So, Whatever. like you try to guess the month and the day or yeah. the age yeah. or and what? We, and no, no, not the age, just the month and the day. Yeah, and no hints. We don't want hints. We don't want, ooh, that was close. Just no, yes or no. Okay. That's okay. it. Ready? I can Mark, you go game. first. Mark, you go first. Do we get, are we getting one guess or two guesses? Uh, two guesses. Okay. You go first, then I go, then you go, then I go. Okay. And then we're done. Okay. I'm going to say it's uh, today, uh, May 17th. <laughs> <laughs> no. Dang it. Okay. Hmm. So I'm going to go March 19th. No. Okay. I'm going to go uh, November 3rd. No. Dang. You guys, this is captivating radio podcasting. You're doing. <laughs> that's, what, that's that. why we do it. <laughs> yeah, okay. October, seven, October 17th. No. What no. is it? Okay. What is it? What is it? Am I supposed to actually say? Yeah, you can say it. Yes, now you can. Yeah. Okay, it's March first. <gasps> March first. I'm just gonna go with March 9th initially. Rick, that is like that's basically your birthday. Oh, you know what? I didn't know this because my birthday is February 29th, and I remember seeing this on Facebook, and I was like, "Oh, I have almost the same birthday as Kate," but my terrible memory like uh, failed uh, me. Stop taking ambient. As a child, I really wanted to have a leap year birthday because I thought that would make me extra special. Um, it does. I was quite disappointed when I was when I didn't show up on that day. I don't even know if it was a leap year, like the year I was born. The, on, so the only people that I know that have a leap year birthday are total d bags. <laughs> <laughs> diamond bags, diamond yes. bags, yes. bags bag of diamonds. diamonds. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now that we've gotten that out of the way, March first. It's good to know. Okay, so the fight or flight response. Um, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give sort of the basics, and then and then I'm gonna open it up to Kate, and then we're going to go from there. So we've all heard of the fight or flight response. The, it is controlled by the sympathetic nervous system. Okay, You have two different systems. You have the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. Sympathetic is fight or flight. So what happens when you are threatened? Uh, I think we just lost. We lost Rick. We lost Rick. Okay, good. I was, I'm, I was hoping good. that we'd lost Rick and not you. Uh, he'll, <laughs> he'll add back in. He's, I, okay. I don't know how somehow he can do that. Um, okay. So we feel threatened, we feel attacked, there's a threat to our survival. That's, that's what it's designed to, that, that's when it's designed to kick into gear. So what happens is the brain processes these signals with the amygdala, which I'm going to talk about in just a second, um, and then the pituitary gland secretes a hormone called ACTH, which, which is uh, an acronym for adreno. Adrenocorticotropic hormone, okay? Wow, that, good job. Thank you. When that is released, cortisol and adrenaline is released. Then you have all these physical effects that are put into place to help you survive. Uh, and here they are. Your heart rate increases. Your bladder relaxes, okay? That's why, like, whenever I get scared, I, I, I wet myself. Um, you get tunnel vision. You shake. Adrenaline causes you to shake. Like when I, you know, you're like in high school and you're about to make out with your girlfriend for the first time, you start shaking. Um, maybe that was just me. Um, do you get dilated pupils? <laughs> your face flushes. You, you blush. You get dry mouth. Um, your digestion slows. Your immune system is suppressed. There's actually hearing loss. So all these things happen. Um, so, Rick, are you there? Are you back? Hey, there he is. Rick, are you there? Yeah, there we go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Uh, your Wi-Fi sucks. Um, so. <laughs> I'm sitting right next to a Wi-Fi extender. You're like, yeah, you're like pressing your face next to the, the router. Honestly, yeah. I think Wi-Fi and internet is one of the greatest stressors like modern humans deal with. Just yes. going to put that in as we're talking about symptoms yes. of stress response. Yes. Okay. So I agree. So that, that yeah. those are sort of the basics. And here's another, I mentioned the amygdala and here's kind of an interesting thing. You don't have, like the amygdala is designed to deal with threats to your survival, right? You don't have like something else and a gland or part of the brain that deals with opportunities in the same way that the amygdala deals with threats. Let me explain that. So you're walking along and you pass a berry with, uh, or a berry, <laughs> a huge berry that's the size of a human. You, you pass a bush that has berries on it, right? You, if you walk right past that and don't notice it, uh, you know, chances are you're going to find another bush with berries on it somewhere else. It's not, that's not going to kill you right then. However, if you don't notice the tiger crouched behind the rock, that you walk through, walk, <laughs> walk past, you will die, and that will be the end of your life. So you have this, the amygdala, when it processes something, it goes straight to activate this process. And memory 
formation is really strong in this part of the brain. That's why, uh, you know, if something bad happens to you, you, you know, you, it only takes one time for you to like burn your hand on the stove for you to like remember, okay, I'm going to check the stove this time. And Rick, I, I don't, we probably will talk about it in crosstalk, time travel talk, but I was uh, startled by a three foot water snake in my driveway uh, last week. And uh, my gracious, it, I was crouched down picking up earthworms out of a puddle. Add that to the bragging montage. Hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and I look over and there's a snake and it's coiled up and its mouth is open and it's like ready to strike. And it was, I mean, I was basically knelt down like on top of this thing that I didn't notice oh, it. And, and I, I mean, I screamed a curse word and jumped up faster than I've ever jumped up. Because, you know, that we got a lot of rattlesnakes in this area. So my first instinct is this is a rattlesnake that's about to kill me. It was a harmless water snake. No, didn't even have any fangs, but that that response was activated. Right, I was I was like shaking for like the next few minutes. I've got I've got that snake carcass laid out over a big ant bed in my yard because I want to like see what the ants will do to this thing. Every time I walk past it, and I know the snake body is laying dead on this ant bed. Every time I walk past and see it, I go, "Yeah, jeez!" Like it, it that response is still there, right? So it's like. It's this very strong thing that is there. So it's kind of interesting when you start talking about stress as it relates to threats to your survival and then just opportunities missed, very different things. And now, so Kate. There's, I'm going to jump in on this. Two yes. things with this. So um, what's interesting is, yet, yeah, like how you said, like every time you go by, you still have a similar response. Maybe not quite the severity that you had the first right. time, just but your like brain remembers second. Yeah, and you, yeah. you respond. Right. Um, so think of like any time where you've had a stress happen, like the boss calls you into the office and you're not sure why, or your wife's like, we need to talk and you're not sure why, or like any number of things that you experienced stressfully at some point in your life, you are much more likely to experience those stressfully again in the future. We know this. And so, um, what dovetails with this nicely is the amygdala is so fascinating. Like it. The brain itself is so fast. I mean, yes. we're so lucky we have brains. Um, I agree but with that. Rick the, <laughs> the, um, <laughs> the amygdala is like really good at remembering because it wants yeah. to keep you alive. And unfortunately, this also can mean you become more predisposed to being a stressful person, right. stressed out person. Um, because we know now, too, that there's some early evidence showing, not in humans yet, we haven't done tests on humans yet, but with mice and uh, worms, we've done it. And we, no, us, <laughs> we're in the lab testing yeah. this. Now, the people who do these worms. things, they've tested it. Um, have proven and shown that memories are passed down through gen- like through genetic like components huh. and the uh, RNA like that uh, we pass down through our genes seems to be the the method that that happens. Someone who is stressed, um, a mice, um, a mouse who is stressed, passes it on to their children and to their children's children. Um, and so it can even be things that like a long time ago you notice a stress response or had a stress response to. They can stay with you, and because it becomes such a normal thing to experience it, you stop realizing that you're having a stress response. It starts to become normal to be short of breath or um, unable to focus or uh, having poor digestion is a great example. Like almost everybody in the world before they understand kind of like deep health stuff is like, oh, well, it's normal to have like, you know, gas or bloating or constipation or diarrhea or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. But like, no, actually normal digestion is meant to be very good and should operate quite well. But if your normal has been like my digestion gets really messed up if I'm under stress until I learned that that wasn't normal, I thought it was normal to like you know, belch after a meal or feel really just full after not eating very much. Um, but most of that was because I was having a heightened stress response to some other things going on in my life. So that's like the crazy thing, like to be able to even know if you're in a stress response is to like have some awareness about yourself and the way your body operates too, which is is like a next big step people have to take. Well, sure. Step one is identifying the problem, right? I mean, if you're going to fix anything, it's like, uh, I don't know if I talked about this on the show, but my daughter's in first grade and they have these goals that they set and they have these little goal sheets and, you know, so one of her goals was write better and she spelled write R-I-H-G-T. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. You're so okay. She obviously knows that she can't spell. (laughs) Just the grammar skills of Mark Rogers. (laughs) So anyway, yeah, yeah. So identifying the problem, step one. 
Yeah, well, that even that's hard, though, because like you, I see this coaching all the time. People don't even realize that they're constantly tight muscles and constantly feeling stiff or a little bit of fat around their middle, that that is a symptom of possibly a system that is under stress, yep. more stress than is normal, uh, chronic stress, you know? And so like, if you, until you learn some of these like, other factors that go into having a stress response and take an honest look at your life, even that is like hard to catch and acknowledge. And I can't tell you how many people I see who are like, oh, I'm always tight. And I'm like, well, kind of like digestion, that's not normal. Like it's not normal to always be tight. Yep. But it, for coming from the movement perspective and the kind of the fitness perspective of this too, like when you're under stress, you become a more rigid mover. Like you don't move as well and you become more stiff in how you move. And actually the, um, like if you have like a playbook of ways your body can move uh, to do a step up a stair. Like there's, you know, you could step with your foot kind of on it, turn out to the side, turn in. There's all these like myriad of ways you could do it and do it effectively, properly. That closes. And so the playbook gets much smaller. And so you have less margin for error before you're going to step wrong and injure yourself. And so like even people would never think of that. They would never think that the fact that they lose variability in their movement can be a sign of a stressed system. Um, they just assume, oh, I suck, I always get injured, or I, I'm always tight, that's just the way I am, or that's what comes with being older. But in reality, like those are all signs that you might be having a system that is stressed and that that needs attention, not just sitting on your foam roller or taking a yoga class or going to CrossFit or whatever, yeah. you know? Well, there, and there's also been there's study after study showing you know, in human studies, that chronic stress damages the immune system, the cardiovascular system, yeah. the endocrine system, the central nervous system. And if all that stuff isn't working right, especially your central nervous system, like your body's not going to move how it's supposed to move. So, yeah, you, you just, you know, chalk it up to, oh, I just have tight shoulders. Well, yeah. And also, too, you're awash in stress chemicals when you are under stress. Yep. And let's just talk for a second about how serious youth sports are in America, at least still. Um, I'm not sure about the rest of the world, but I would imagine it's similar. Like it, it is very stressful for a kid oh, to sure. be like a one sport athlete. Jim Laird talks about this all yep, the time because yep. he, he's a big proponent. Yeah, oh, yeah, we talk right, about yeah. this with Jim too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like it's very stressful, you know, and school is stressful. Oh. And can we just talk for a second about how in the heck does a like 15 year old handle Instagram and 650 friends liking their picture and calling them hot and whatever. Well, and their like, whole identity is, is how, built on yes. how many likes they get. So yeah. like, so that's what our kids are going through and dealing with. I don't have kids. You all have kids, but like, that's what the kids we get to work with are going through. So that's like stress response they're dealing with on our level. It may seem more, you know, quote unquote adult, like, like budgets and stuff at the house and interpersonal relationships and your work going well. But also too, we're still dealing with the, like, am I fulfilled? Like, am I doing what I actually want to do? Do I actually have a good relationship with my body such that I do this activity because I enjoy it, not because I'm trying to change something about myself that yeah. I hate, you know? like That's why I like mountain biking, yeah. Rick. <laughs> uh, let's talk. Here's the mountain biking talk. Yeah, I, they, they make fun of me. They... Rick and all his cronies <laughs> make fun me of me. Me and Chris Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> make fun of me because I always talk about mountain biking. I'm obsessed with it. And I'm so depressed right now because we've gotten so much rain that the mountain bike trail is like underwater. And I, will be, and I can't oh. ride. But I don't do that for exercise. I don't go out there and do it to like burn calories. I go out there because I... Uh, I was going to say a word, but I didn't because my daughter's standing behind me. Because I love it. <laughs> I think another word you're going to say. But yeah. that's, I've said that before. Your, if your body can do what you want it to do, it looks good. Right. It looks good. Right. You're meeting your body body's composition goals if it can do what you want it to do. Yeah. Your like, yeah. So, like, you don't have to have a six-pack to be able to, like, to move in ways that will keep you alive like in the wild right it's yeah. like so people get so hung up on the the image stuff and it's like oh i don't have a six pack well what is that what is like a six pack you know some people just are genetically predisposed they may be 10 percent body fat but they just don't have a six pack like yeah. so what 
You know, like yeah. they're still moving, like they want to move. I had this conversation with my brother Brad, who's been on the show. He's just like the, what'd you say, Rick? Like one of the strongest men on earth. Yeah, he, he's super ripped. Yeah, and he, but he's like, mm-hmm. but he doesn't, <laughs> but he doesn't have like the six pack. Just like me, like I don't have like a defined eight pack or whatever. And, we, and you know, he's, should, I, should I post the selfie that you sent me the other day, the shirtless uh, mirror selfie? I that had, on my Facebook page. I had had a few drinks, Rick, and I don't think. That yeah, you know. no kid. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the that well, like, like, out of just balance. To interject very briefly. What, I guess what you're saying is there's like an endless loop. If you are stressed out because you don't look the way you want to look, You'll then never look the way that you want to look. That could cause you yeah. more stress, which will make yep. it harder to look like the way you want to look. Like it's a perpetual cycle that never ends. If you're if you get so hung up on that that it causes you stress. Now, if you're Ryan Barker, you you, you can eat pizza and hmm. beer, and you can have all the eight, eight packs you want. Because you're just yeah. look amazing with your shirt on. But on on the on the opposite side of that, to get real, like uh, <laughs> I work out. I'm very meticulous about my diet. I carry around. Uh, I wouldn't say it's like an inner tube around my waist anymore, but like I still have like a little bit of a love handle issue that drives me bananas because I can't get rid of them. So that might not be that I'm not working hard enough in the right. gym or uh, eating the right foods. It could uh, that you know that one cookie I had three weeks ago oh you're screwing me cookie it could be that i live an incredibly stressful lifestyle yeah you physically think? and emotionally yeah so kate I, I don't know like uh i rick is a cop as we all know and mm-hmm. you know most of us don't have a job where when we like like clock in you know he doesn't like punch his card in but it's like all right time for work i could die at any second yeah like that's yeah. you know just living under I that blanket of stress yeah that i can't imagine it and um and i Gosh, I, man, police force, military force, I don't know how everybody does it, but I thank goodness they do because somebody's got to do it. And I'm glad there are people who are called to it because I don't know how I, I I don't, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, firemen, you're like, yeah, I really think firemen, EMTs, and military people have it probably worse because uh, there's not very many like EMT calls or fire calls that like they are going to go of, Yeah, their yeah. percentage of BS calls is way lower <laughs> right. than mine. Like I might take <laughs> yeah. uh, 20 calls and 19 of them are total like my neighbor's dog is barking or, or there's a dog like a, somebody left their dog in a in a car. So yeah. Here's yeah. a perfect here's a good here's a good example I can share with you. So I have coached a person who is an EMT and that is a very stressful job as we were saying and as you said they're not normally good calls that you're going on if you're an EMT or a firefighter. Um, and we had a very real conversation once about how, like, what nutrition and fitness program is going to make the most sense for their lifestyle at the moment when they're on these really, really long shifts, um, gruesome, tough things, even if you become kind of steeled to it a bit and you kind of can keep it out and you can not take it home with you, well, you're, still, you're still dealing with right, it every day. Right. Um, and we had a real conversation about, like, maybe – like any kind of nutritional plan is not a great idea right now because it's a lot out of your control and it's more stress on your system, which right. again feeds into that loop of like more stress, release the cortisol, release the adrenaline, screw up the adrenals and the thyroid, make the pituitary work harder than it's supposed to. Um, maybe like just eat whatever and like trust yourself with it for now. And then we'll do some like lighter training because that could actually net a benefit and start to move that person out of the like chronic stress zone to like slightly less stress and that alone could give the body just enough of the nutrients it needs and the space it needs to go sure we'll give you a little extra muscle fiber we'll lay that down for you because remember like your if your body is fleeing or fighting guess what it's not doing making muscle and making babies it's not doing it so like good luck with building muscle tissue if you're or having a good sex life if you're under serious stress. Well, and one well, of the and things- it's not just the stress, but like uh, look at firefighters. Uh, I don't know if m- most people know this. Firefighters will work like two consecutive like 24-hour shifts to where they go to the you know it's 10 o'clock or whatever, nothing's happening. They go to bed, and then the alarm goes off at like <laughs> 2 a.m. and they have to get up and go respond yeah. to a call, and they go back and go to bed, and they get up again at yeah. three for another call, and they go back to bed. So it's worse that like I get really crappy sleep because I sleep in the daytime and I work all night, but firefighters and EMTs have it so much worse because like they will go to bed and get woken up could be three, four, five times. And so they won't even get like seven hours of sleep, all of it together, like in 30 to 45 minute or hour increments. So, I I mean, it's not just the stress of the actual work of, you know, death and destruction and carnage. It's also like, Hey, we're also not getting any restorative rest whatsoever. So I don't know how you, like we see these firefighters on 
like Mark has this calendar at his house, like the the every month it's got like the shirtless firemen, like with their suits. No, I do not. Nice. Just wearing their nice. fireman pants and no shirt. It's in like, my uh, shed. It's not in my house. It's in my <laughs> shed. <laughs> but like, uh, I don't know how the. I honestly have no idea. I well, part of it is that like uh, firefighters have no, like when they're not on calls, they're lifting weights and you know that stuff. But do like, I don't know how those guys have maintain a high level of fitness given the lifestyles that they lead. It's incredible to me. I think some of it's genetics. Like they automatically gravitate towards that career uh, because they're good at those things and, yeah. and, and do well in that situation. I think like that's what you see with the SEALs. Like you can yeah. train for that up to a point, but you also have to have genetic alignment with what's happening in that situation. Right. And some people just don't. And I want to piggyback on what you were just saying there. there I, I can assure you there will be someone listening to this who will be like, oh, you're right. They, those guys really do have a stressful life. What am I complaining about? I shouldn't feel that way. No, no, no. This is everybody. This is not a comparison game. Everybody who is experiencing stress, that stress is significant to that person. So no, you may not be sleeping restlessly every day of your life because you're a firefighter and trying to save people. But in your own world, you may be under some serious stress. And for you, it is quite serious and worth addressing not just being like oh yeah. you're right i should just suck it up because i'm not a firefighter who goes through like immense stuff compared to what i'm going through even if you're like early 20s trying to figure out how to get out of your parents house because you're in student debt and maybe uh trying to figure out what your next job is going to be that to you could be as intensely stressful yeah. as a firefighter going on a call well it's like it's, it's like yeah, just as much it's like lifting weights like you know heavy is a relative term just because Yes. You know, a hundred pounds yeah. is heavy to this person. It's not heavy to this person. Well, okay, so what? It's still it's 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 all relative. And and you know, just just because you acclimatize to the stress response and like, okay, you're bathed and you're like washed in this cortisol and adre- adrenaline all the time, like first responders, policemen, firemen. Just because you acclimatize to like the altitude at seventeen thousand feet. You're still at seventeen thousand feet. Like, yeah. you know, there are some things that will change, but like that doesn't change the fact that you're still at Mount Everest <laughs> base one <laughs> at yeah. seventeen thousand feet. I'm a nerd for knowing <laughs> that. I'm sorry. Um, well, and it's, you say like uh, it, uh, it's all relative. Well, we all know that guy who can get like who drives somewhere and, and not have a map and not get stressed out. Oh, I don't know where I am. I'll figure it out, whatever. But then we all know the people like me who, if I don't know exactly where I am, I freak out. That's <laughs> one of my greatest fears is like getting lost. I'm so thankful for the, for phone technology now, but like before iPhones, we went to Washington DC, which is a really hard city to get around. And I have, and I'm like freaking out the whole time under severe stress. I'm like, where are we going? How do we go there? Where are we? Oh, there's a one way street. Oh my God. Where do I go? So like, it's all, it's like some people yep. perceive things as extremely stressful and some people don't. Some people yep. can roll with those particular punches. So it's, I guess, finding out what sets you off maybe. Well, and then, is the key. well, and then before, okay, before you answer, I know you have an answer to that, but I will say there are things like, there is, like Kate said, like the genetic predisposition, but they have also shown that like, oh, I don't know, there's like a study that if I remember it right, it's like a Buddhist monks or some type of monks over in, in the eastern part of the world, they would do like compassion meditation and they actually would change their amygdala. Uh, and, 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 you know, so like there are, there are things you can do to sort of meet, meet yourself in the middle, kind of. So let's, like, let's, let's talk about that for a sec. I would love to hear everybody's, favorite or best they might not be the same um stress handling technique Ooh. that you're using right now rick hmm. <laughs> what i try to do is when i'm not at work i try to chill because my work can be so bananas like I'll, I'll get some stuff done on my days off you know i'll mow the lawn i'll hang some curtains or whatever but i try to just as much as i can just kind of zonk out a little bit, not zonk out nice. like to the point where I'm ignoring my everything, but like to the point where I'm, you know, if there's like, I watch uh, things that I like on TV. I don't know. That's, that sounds so crazy, but I'm pretty segmented and I don't want any wild stuff going on when I'm on my days off. That's my time to decompress mm. from the days that I just worked, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I will answer and say that, uh, Mountain biking uh, is is something particularly uh, something that that because w- when you're doing it something like that you can't your mind can't wander you have to be 
in the present moment. Because uh, if your mind wanders, you'll crash. And I crash a lot anyway without my mind wandering. Yeah. Um, I also like lifting weights. Working out is sort of my happy place. Also, like I'll do, I uh, subscribe to the Ramwad, which is the range of motion workout of the day. It's kind of a, mm. and and that's kind of my time. I turn my phone off, and I it's either it's a it's at least a twenty minute deal every day. And on Thursdays, it's a little bit longer, but that's kind of my twenty minutes of kind of relaxation meditation. And then when I can, like I'll I'll do a minute to five minutes to maybe ten minutes of uh, intentional meditation where I'm focused on breathing, sitting on a sitting on a gamden, which is a meditation pillow. Nice. Mm. <laughs> so, That's awesome. Nerd alert. That's, that is a nerd alert. Yeah. Um, I feel when you're saying that about mountain biking, I was like, wow, I'm really grateful that I also do a sport that like mountain, I can do it yeah, every day. Rock climbing. It, yeah, yep. you have to be. There is no thinking about anything. Yeah. Else. It's not even noticing that you're being intentional. It's, right. I'm here right now. What's happening? Yeah, right. you're not like no. you're not like thinking about this jump you're about to make, and you're thinking, "What do I? What What is my morning going to be like? What do I have to? What do I have to meet? Yeah, for dinner tonight. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, I'm really. I feel really thankful that that's. But like that to me is not currently the most like stress relieving thing I do because it still drives like what I'm already good at, which is like drive harder, make it happen, like push to get something done, which is stuff I like to do. But I've learned that like also what I need is the opposite of that to balance all of it out and like not you know, push the pedal down even harder. So I have like a little, little altar I've built in my house of like just stuff that I really like. And it's got a little salt crystal lamp on it and some like Oracle cards that you can turn over to like give you some things to think about while you meditate. And, and I just sit there and meditate every day. Um, and people I think get super like, Oh God, you know how to meditate. None of us know how to meditate. We're just trying to like trying to clear our mind and usually failing, but that is meditation right, that is right, it. Right. like you know so most of the time I sit there and we'll try to do like a mantra but it'll be like oh this other thing just shows up in my head and yeah. I'm like why am I thinking about this right now this is let's come back to where we are that though is the thing that quieting of the mind that's it so like that's what I'm doing right now that I think is probably the most helpful in terms of like stress relief for me cool well hey we are like right at 30 minutes is there anything else that uh we need to cover or I feel like we just scratched the tip of this because I've said this before. I, I feel like the stress management is probably the most important of the four pillars, maybe that and sleep, but it's also by like by far the least understood because mm-hmm. how do you say in modern lifestyle, because if you're listening to this, you're obviously plugged into modern lifestyle because it's a podcast. You're not like my dad. Uh, so <laughs> you probably like – I don't know, like, uh, how, how do you, like, what's the best way to do that? So, I mean, these are things that we started scratching, but that's, it's by, it, it, to me, it's a, it's a key thing that maybe uh, all of us fail at, or most of us fail at. Well, we're always trying to just fail up, right? Like, fail a little bit better every single time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, there you go. But yeah, I agree with you. This is just the tip of the iceberg. And really, you, you don't have to ask twice. I'll come back and talk about stress sometime if well, you like. Well, you're, you're, <laughs> <laughs> between the lines. Well, you're easily... The, the most frequent guest. I mean, this is what, this eighth, the eighth or ninth? Oh, yeah, it's got to be at least nine. Yeah, it's yeah. wonderful. Can we have a celebration for 10? Oh, my gosh, we will. Can we? Can we really? Yes, we will. This yes. is going to be great. Uh, and we actually have, like, you know, the tweet the other day about our listener, and we already had you scheduled before we got yep. this tweet, but, like, people start getting antsy when you don't come on. Like, they're like, oh, I haven't had Kate in a while. Can you please get Kate on the show? I'm kind of freaking out, man. <laughs> It's so fun. I love how when we, so wonderful. I love how when we have Kate on, she like reigns in our ridiculousness. Yeah. Like there's far less like uh, 69 jokes and like yeah. uh, just ridiculous. It's says. all business with Kate. She yeah. tries to uh, make sure that we No, uh, no, no. It's not business. So. We laugh a lot. I just yeah. like, you know, somebody has to like wear the pants in this relationship. So I guess it'll <laughs> be me. Right. Oh, not man. me right now. I'll hey, Rick. Well, yeah, yeah, hey, we, uh, we got a... Facebook comment or a voicemail or something where somebody just started listening to us and they said that they set their air conditioning in their car to 69 now because of us. <laughs> wow. I thought that was pretty funny. It's a comfortable wow. temperature. That's how we're guys, affecting people's you're lives. You're contributing yeah. to the world. <laughs> nice job, guys. Yeah, we're great. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're going to get the end of the life and like, uh, you know, they're going to be like, so what did you do for the world? Uh, we made 69 jokes. Uh. 
St. Peter's like, I don't understand. Can you explain yeah. to me a 69 joke? Like, oh, God, this is so awkward. And then you explain it and you just get sent straight downstairs. Um, all right. Well, Kate, thank <laughs> just you. Just drop the cloud. <laughs> drop, trap door. Kate, hey, uh, thank you so much for being on. Again, we will have you on again very soon. But this is, uh, as always, this has been a pleasure. Of course. Have a great day, you guys. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. Thank you, Kate Galliette. She is a good friend of the show. Always a pleasure having her on. And we are going to continue the stress response talk at some point, probably late summer, early fall. We'll have her back on uh, and go to the show notes and find all of her uh, websites and Instagram. She's really fun to follow on social media. She's pretty active and is always putting up cool stuff. Yes, she's a very cool lady, for sure. Now it is time for Humans Being Human. And I received a phone call uh, earlier today from my wife, and she told me a story. And I said, "You need, can you talk in like 10 minutes because you need to tell that story? And so we talked to my wife. I surprised you with my wife. Huh. That's what she said? She did not say that, idiot. Joining so us on Humans so- Being Human, this is a surprise for Rick. Uh, hmm. Rick... Uh, joining us on the line, say hello, please. Hello. Hello, Jen. How are you? <laughs> hey, Rick. Do you remember this what is... I do? You remember what I told you about the story, Rick? I don't know. You remi- reminded me a few minutes ago, and I've already forgotten. <laughs> I said, uh, "Humans being human is someone. It's a surprise guest, and they called nine one one today." Yes. Oh, that's right. Okay. So we're gonna tell Jen is gonna come on here and really set this up. I want you to. We have about ten minutes here. I want you to tell us. What, tell us what happened that led you to call 911 dispatch <laughs> in the Walmart parking lot. Well, just I want you to remember that uh, get up, get down, 911 is a joke in your town. <laughs> an 80s Great. rap reference for you. <laughs> well, I didn't know who else to call. Here, Here. <laughs> that's how most right of there. them start. I can't wait. Okay. No, that's I, I backed the I backed the microphone away and then you put it right back up to your mouth. Mark, you leave her alone. Sorry. Thank you. Back there. Oh, there. It's loud. Okay. Sorry. You Thank went you. to Walmart for some items. Yes, I went to Walmart for some items. Um, but the vaguest statement of all time. On, on the World's Okayest Mom Facebook page, one of my friends who used to work for CPS told us all to check vehicles when we got in and out of our cars during the hot months because just in case there was a child in a car oh, that you, some parent you, had forgotten about it was just a good measure you to, know don't do that because today i went to the gas station and i had ryan my youngest in the car and i'm filling up the gas and i need to run inside and grab something i was like uh so i just ran inside and left him in the car and i was like god i hope no one calls cps i'm out here for like 30 seconds right so i would have called cps yes and i'd be in jail just kidding um, so I did. I did exactly what Shara told me to do when I was getting back into my vehicle. I checked okay. the cars next to me, and I saw a man. Well, hold on. You what? Tell us what you thought you saw. You saw. Uh, you're going to build it up, right? What do you mean? What you I saw? A guy I with saw. his with his legs crossed in his seat. Yeah, he was sitting crisscross in his car on his a cell grown phone. Man? I thought, yeah, like a 20s and 30s. Yeah, white he's... white male. Buzzed head. Yeah, sitting crisscross in his seat, which is bizarre in and of itself. Windows were down. Windows were down. All of the windows were down. And tell okay, it was like a Nissan SUV or something. I don't know what it was. It you was already... a white, white, small white SUV. Michigan license plates. I have the numbers <laughs> if you'd like for me to read hey, them off Mark, for you. Why don't you tell the story, Mark? He's yelling at me for good. Shut up. You. Sorry. So I get into the truck. And as I'm getting in, he uncrosses his legs, and I just saw his nasty, dirty socks. And in my mind, I was thinking, who is, what grown man is sitting crisscross applesauce in his car? With no shoes. With no shoes on, holding his cell phone at this time of day. And so I glanced over. Here we go, Rick. And he had on no pants. (laughs) And... (laughs) What was Mark doing during this time frame? By the I way, I wasn't here. Mark was not. This with is me. totally a thing Mark would do. Well, I I don't think it was Mark. I've never seen him <laughs> drive that car. <laughs> tell him what. Tell him what he was doing. He was playing with his. He was yanking his chain right there in his car. 
punishing the bald man. <laughs> yes. That's what Tyrion Lannister called it at his first uh, trial by combat at uh, the Eyrie. Yes. I just watched yeah. that last night. Hmm. That's why I knew that. Well, nerd. Don't be so close. Well, I'm sorry. I know I smell bad, but you. <laughs> I want you to hear, be able to hear Rick. So, I. Did he? So he look over and notice you? Notice him? Oh, I'm sure that he did. I'm. I don't know, honestly. And he just locks eyes with you and just he was stares. Like, hey. Kind of gives you the slow nod and like the <laughs> the, wide, the wide eye look. Like yeah. Hmm. It was. It was nothing to be proud of for him. So. <laughs> He probably shouldn't lock eyes with anyone. That was the first question I had. I was like, was his wiener bigger than mine? <laughs> it was not. Yes. Is it, do you need a microscope? Well, I don't Actually, uh, that puts him in I like, got out my, my binoculars and I'm looking and I'm like, oh my gosh. That's like a wiener, only bigger. That, that puts him in like the bottom half percentile of all wieners. Okay, if it's smaller okay. Than mine. So... <laughs> So I backed out, uh, glanced over just to make sure I was actually seeing what I thought I was seeing, and then she's I... never seen me do that, so I don't know how she knew what she was seeing. <laughs> so I backed up and I kind of blocked his car in. I have little man syndrome, so I'm probably going to be killed one day. So does this guy, this. apparently? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, he does. Oh my gosh! And I called nine one one and told her. All the she good like, she like information. Him in, parked behind him and like <laughs> called in his plates and because that's I mean that that is illegal, correct? It's indecent exposure, I guess. But he was on God, I hope property. not. <laughs> he said, "God, I hope not." <laughs> okay, can she hear me when I say this? Yeah. Okay, let me ask you this. So you call it into nine one one, which is, by the way, I uh, wholeheartedly endorse this nine one one call. Uh, it's a good reason to call. Did you stick around for the cops to get there, or did you just tell them, hey, this is the car, this is the tag, and I, you le- you left? Yeah, I did that. And then he okay. le- but he left, right? Well, Didn't he like back up and, and leave? And then parked in another spot. Oh, he had to finish. Okay. Yeah, of course. Okay, let me offer uh, all of our listeners this suggestion, yes. okay? In relation to 911. If you go through the McDonald's drive-thru and you order chicken nuggets, and there are a lot of chicken McNuggets... Do not call 911 for that. We actually get that all the time. Stuff like that. All the time. Uh, however, if you see a guy waxing the dolphin in the Walmart parking lot, mm-hmm. please call because that guy is a crazy person. Yeah. And also, I may offer this suggestion. Only if you feel safe doing so, you call 911, you tell him, hey, this is where I, this is the location that I am, this is the car description, this is the tag, and Take this is what the guy's doing. Take a video of what he's doing? Nope. This is the, what the guy looks like. See if you can like pull a few parkings, like like a couple parking lanes over, and keep an eye on the car. Because when the cops get the, this guy knows when he's locked eyes with you that okay, she's about to call nine one one, so he's about to make his getaway. Well, we want to catch that guy real bad. So try to pull like a few lanes over and stay on the phone with dispatch if they will allow you to. Some places say no, don't follow, leave. But yeah, if they let you pull a few lanes over and keep an eye till the cops get there, and you can be like, oh, that is the car. Because here's the thing that uh, is a misdemeanor. Uh, you have to have, you know, there's a, there's a million different like uh, intricacies of no matter what state you live in. But uh, the cop is not going to be able to know. It's like, yeah, I found this white car with the Michigan plates and I saw the white guy in there, but we don't have our complaining witnesses gone. So, all right, well, just go. Why don't you go to the uh, Costco parking lot and beat it up next time, pal? <laughs> like, uh, so try to stay a few lanes away to where you can do it safely. Now, don't stand right next to the guy's car unless you're like Mark and you're humongous and you can beat him up. Uh, but uh, that would be that would have been a, a wait. Did you a, beat him up? What did you mean by that? He he mm. backed. As soon as I got out of his way, he backed out of his spot and just parked in another spot. I think he he was on to me. He knew what I was doing. Oh yeah, for sure. But that would be uh, that would be a great. Uh, we would. That's someone that I would love to uh, have at least a conversation with and okay, take Jen, to jail. Jen had to leave. Uh, I think Hope needs her. Uh, she is doing the. You know, there is a definite call when they are done using the restroom. Do y'all get that at your house? A definite call. What do you mean? Like when, when, whenever we hear those very specific mommy, mommy, or daddy, daddy, with like... Uh, usually for my youngest son, Ryan, it is, I pooped, yeah. I pooped. <laughs> like you just start screaming yeah. it out loud. So that's happening in one end of the house, and then she's got to go outside and wait for our other daughters getting off the bus. So that's um, that, that, happen, that happens a lot. I mean, do you get a lot of those? 
Uh, I wouldn't say a lot, but that's not a, that's not a get that call and you're like, oh my god, what's happening? Right. Like it's somewhat normalish, but it's also we never, I've never caught one ever, 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 ever. And because I asked, I asked the people Drew. are the callers are so freaked out right. that they'd leave. And I can understand wanting to leave, but if you like uh, in the interest of catching somebody, it's all because the cops are always. You know, you, you make your call to 911, then the, the call taker has to type it on the computer. Then they have to send yeah. it to a dispatcher. Then the dispatcher has to find an officer. Then they have to dispatch it to an officer. Then the officer has to drive there. It might be five or ten minutes at the, at the absolute quickest that a cop can get there. And so it's always helpful for something like that if you can keep an eye on it. And, uh, okay, I, I'm still watching him. I'm in a safe place. I'm several lanes of traffic over uh, or lanes, parking right. lanes over, and he's still in the car. He's still in the car. And then when the cops get there, or if he, okay, he's getting out of the car, he's walking into the store. Like, uh, you know, it, he it's still has a little, it's off. always easier. <laughs> he has a license to sell hot dogs, has zippers down. But uh, <laughs> it's always easier if we have people helping us out to catch people like that. We catch a ton of DWIs that way. People will follow a DWI. Yeah. Like, and give a blow by blow, like no matter like where and they'll drive all the way through the city. Sometimes we'll leave our city to catch them sometimes, depending on how bad they are. And so we can't ever catch those if it's like if they if someone calls in on like a drunk driver, but they're not going to follow the person. They don't dispatch it to an officer. They just say, yeah. oh, you know, patrol information, uh, westbound, such and such freeway, uh, possible DWI, black Honda. And no one even bothers going unless they're already right there. They're like, hey, I'm already there. What do you have well, any further? But think- if we have somebody following them, then we will dispatch an officer, and they will get instructions on. Okay, they're turning left. They're turning right. They're going under this road. They're going this so, way. What, so, what, so what? What are the? What do you think? This is take off your cop hat. If was this guy what, like? It's, did a friend of his send him a, like a porn link? And did- dude, I, I, it's hard for me to take my cop hat off on this because uh, <laughs> not to be uh, super. You haven't seen what I've seen, man. Yeah. But like, I'm a side to the. Uh, depravity of society that most people don't encounter. <laughs> yeah. Jen encountered it today for probably the only 30 seconds she's ever encountered it in her 30-something years on this earth. I encounter that stuff all yeah. the time. My mom saw somebody so, doing that right, driving down the highway. Was uh, it me? Probably was me, though. <laughs> and I was in the car next to her. I mean, I was in the seat. I was in the seat <laughs> I was next to, say to her. in the back seat. On <laughs> the way back from Wet n' Wild. Well, okay. Um, so, that's, <laughs> so that's humans being human. And a surprise guest, Jen, who calls me. I'm in the garage, you know, and she calls me and she was like, Well, I just called 911. And it's, she posted that story on, the, on her World's Okayest Mom Facebook page. Uh, and it's gotten like a bajillion comments, and people are just going crazy. Thank you, Jen. Man, you are hot, and I like to peek at you in the shower. <clears throat> Never been able to say that. Can I say that too? Or? You know, I've never been able to say that to a uh, human being human guest. That is not true. I was a human being oh, human yeah. guest many you moons were. ago, it's, and you've peeked at me in the shower. So, I guarantee it. So has so has Rob. So we have showered together. My brothers, Honduras. we did. Me, you, and Chris Kennedy. Oh, those and are we great. washed each other's backs <laughs> and, we have, and checked each other for dicks. <laughs> we have a picture of it. Oh, oh. well, okay. Well, no, we, we do not. We don't. One of our friends, who his name is the first. His name is the city, the capital of Texas has a picture of it. Um, Stop it. He does. Right now. He does. Uh, let's transition straight out of okay. humans being humans into the uh, tip of the week. And I have a uh, some transition music. Um. For those of you not familiar, that's the YouTube video of a bunch of kids at the zoo and a rhinoceros uncorks the most insane fart ever, which is funny because my oldest today was at a field trip at the zoo and I'm waiting for him to walk in the front door from the bus and I there's a greater than zero chance that he's like, oh, daddy, daddy, a hippo farted. <laughs> Oh, why is that so funny? And like while he's doing that, his tail is going. Yeah, it's just blowing in the fart <laughs> and, trail, and diarrhea is just like splattering everywhere. All right, okay. all right, all right. Add that it to is, your diarrhea diary. It is now time for the tip of the week. Something you can start doing to become more healthy human. And this tip, well, God, I want to talk about. I finished two books this week, Rick. I finished the Wright Brothers by David McCullough, and I finished the Ocean at the End of the Lane by Neil Gaiman. And well, I, I'm sorry, what? Yes, what? Uh, Excuse me? You said something. Sorry. Um, what were you going to say? 
No, I was just asking what you just read off a name. I know, but then yes, I then I said it, and then you were going to say something, but and then you interrupted yourself. So I was. I was gonna, just going to say that I've read eleven pages of Game of Thrones this week. Hey, very so good. I'm getting there. Yeah, I, I look at all like the I'm, on, I'm like halfway through the first book, and I'm like, oh, on my Kindle, and I'm like, oh, how much? Do I, oh my god, no, I'll be reading these books yeah. for the next five. Don't years. look at that. Like the eleven pages is like point zero 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 one percent of the book. <laughs> I listened to them, and the third book. Whoa, stop. It's the same thing. No, it is it, not. It absolutely is. Nope. It goes no, to the same not. hey, it goes to the same part of your brain. Listening to no, a no, book. No. You need to be reading the words off the page. Oh my god, this whole time you've been saying you've been reading all these books. It, it, sorry, we're gonna have this discussion. Please leave us a voicemail on this. Yes, listening, leave us a voicemail, please. Listen, and tell me that Mark is full of – No. Are all these books that I'm reading that you've been saying for the last however long, two and a half years, are you audiobooking all of these? Not all of them, but a lot of them. If you listen to an audiobook, that's that is that's the same thing as reading the book. No. It is. No, because How? you're not reading the words. You're but, having someone read them at you. Right, but it goes – like when you are reading a book, you are like narrating it to your brain. It's the same thing. Someone else is Disagree. narrating it Leave for us you. a voicemail. Five three zero forty two human. This is. I am. I'm angry right I'm, now. I'm going to send you all sorts of links. I'm not saying listening to audiobooks is wrong. Like if I had a really long commute or something like that, then I, you know by all means. But I wouldn't. So sit how? Here so and if I you like I'm some sort of like a grand maester over here that's read ten thousand manuscripts. So what if their grand maester is blind and can only listen to audiobooks and he can't? Okay. He doesn't well. Have, you know, what if a That's frog, the same uh, thing. What's the frog thing? If he didn't have bump legs, he'd bump his butt or something. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's no, it's not the same thing. No, get out of here. No, it's the same. Okay, so this is from an You're actual. An this is from an actual book uh, called Fifty Nine Seconds with, with paper. With paper. With, okay. Well. And here is the uh, the tip of the week. Oh, Siri, no, I didn't want you to. <laughs> it is sit up. Siri, how stupid am I for saying I no. read audio? I listen to audio. It's books. the same. No, I'm, I'm going to send you. This is good. We're going to have a good uh, text uh, exchange after this. Um, you, okay, so this is the little section. It's it's called sit up. Your posture is equally important as as smiling. That's my addition because that's what it was just talking about. In a study conducted by Tommy Ann Roberts at Colorado College. Participants were randomly split into two groups and asked to spend three minutes either sitting up straight or slumping in their chairs. Everyone was then given a math test and asked to assess their mood. Those who had sat upright were much happier than those who had slouched, and they even made higher scores on the math test. Interestingly, the result didn't hold for many of the female participants, causing Roberts to speculate that the act of sitting upright and pushing their chest forward may have made them feel self-conscious. Hmm. Touch your elbows behind your back. Um, Stop So it. sit up. That's the tip of the week. Like don't slouch. I know Kate has talked a lot about that. She has posted on on social media about not slouching and then also not over extending into like extension. You know, like kind of flaring yeah. your ribs and all that. But like sitting in a neutral stance. That's that's the tip of the week. Is sit up straight, like your grandmother told you to. It's actually something I've been working on on my commute home because I'm really, really tired and my commute home is probably about a half an hour. And I've been noticing that like I end up – by the time I get home, I'm so like hunched over that I can't see out of the mirrors. Like I'm like almost bent all the way over because I'm just tired. So I've just been working on maybe not putting the back of my head against my headrest because that feels like unnaturally like you know too – I don't know what you call it, like too strict on it. But like yeah. making sure that like the backs of my shoulder blades are touching the chair back. Like, does that right. make sense? Like yeah. the back yeah, of yeah. the tops of my shoulders are actually touching the chair and I'll catch myself slumping forward, forward, forward. And then, oh, no, no, the back is meant for my back. So yeah. I'll put it on there. Yeah. So. That's good. That'll, and so when you do things like that, it makes you uh, better at math tests and gives you a better mood. Math tests. There's that. There's that. Math lead. Okay. All right. I think that's the show. Uh, next week, God, we, so. we have Kevin Geary on the show of Rebooted Body. We already interviewed him. We had a great conversation with him. Hopefully, Humans Being Human is going to be that one that I uh, talked about earlier, uh, but we will see. Um, so go to the website, simplyhumanlifestyle.com. At simplyhuman52 is all my social media stuff. Uh, the new one is Snapchat. Uh, check me out there. Like us on Facebook and uh, call us at 530-42-HUMAN if you have any questions, comments, or if you're Lonnie and just want to be like, well, I'm driving. There there we go. On the road. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that's everything. That's going to yes. do it. Thank you so much for listening. I know there's a lot of things you can be doing. We appreciate you making us part of your day. 
So that is going to do it for this edition of the Simple Human Podcast. And remember, sometimes I don't have the ability to clean it up. Uh, sometimes well, I uh, try as hard as I can, and it just pops right out. This was just I care. So until next time, reading a book is the same thing as listening to a book. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not.